<laughs> it is a. He's become very oh, controlling oh. since you've gone, Max. He beats me. Oh no! Well, beats me off. This. My erect penis. <laughs> I don't masturbate anybody. <laughs> oh, I laughed like a scary witch for Halloween. That's I'm going to try and be on all the time. I don't really do a whole lot on Wednesdays at, you know, at 2.30, so. It's amazing. Welcome back to the family. It's good to be back. <laughs> the awful, inbred, worthless family of dicks. Got your old Blade Runner back. <laughs> we'll have to catch you up on how much worse it's gotten. Since you, uh, it's gotten so much worse. It's not Go gotten ahead. bad at all. It's hardware <laughs> has not changed. Hey, Jonathan. Uh-huh. If there's something weird hanging off your dick, Dan, Dan, who are you going to call? John's Chungus, Dan, Dan, if your tangled beard is full of sick, Dan, Dan, who are you going to call? John's Chungus, Dan, Dan, there's more. If you need some ass and you're feeling hot, ah, ah, who are you going to call? John's Chungus, ah, ah, going to take John's ass. Fill it with cock's knot. Ah, ah. Who are you going to call? John's Chungus. I'm getting laid with John Holmes. Oh, bust your nut in Holmes. It's good. Happy Halloween. Thanks, Dennis. That was spooky. Uh, <laughs> it's just the Martians from Mars Attacks going, eh, eh. <laughs> just n- none of the warmth and humanity, just an evil skull face jerk wanting to have sex with my butt. <laughs> That's my show. There was nothing but compassion in that. I, I spent, oh, a, a, at least a minute writing that out. I, I typed those words in WordPad, Jonathan. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that was the the rhymes were uh, succinct and focused. Well, I'm a I'm a renowned poet laureate. You are now poet, poet DeLorean. Yeah, but yeah, Pr- Prometheus. Max Scoville, did you guys hear that? He's really oh, here. He was singing the Ghostbusters song, and I was like, "Oh, I died. I should come and be a ghost with you guys." Yes, resurrected on this spooky Halloween episode. In honor of Halloween, or as it's called in hell, where I am, uh, Pumpkin Christmas. <laughs> yeah, or yep. as the Wycans call it, Sam Hain. Yep. Sam Ween. Yeah, Sam Raimi Ween. It's Max Scoville. Hello. Everyone in hushed reverence. Yeah, I, di- I died. I died in a in a bus crash, and now I'm here with you guys from beyond the grave. Yeah, he died and went to Reven three, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we brought him back uh, to Podtoit as a man. That's one of the new features of Skype. Actually, is that you can talk to the dead. <laughs> 
very much. That's actually going to be the plot of uh, an upcoming Guillermo del Toro film. Skype ghost. E. <laughs> Skype ghost. Oh, such a spooky episode today, Jonathan. I feel spooked. <laughs> it's so scary. I'm worried. I'm terrified. It's going to be a good Halloween episode this year, not like last year when I got into a fight with Kevin Dent on Twitter and then spent the the, the rest of the hour just fighting with Kevin Dent. It's going to be good. Was that your first interaction with Kevin Dent, do you remember? Yes, the, the first time I ever heard of Kevin Dent was when he was telling everyone I was a wretched coward. <laughs> Kevin, and, uh, Dent is, Kevin Dent is kind of, um, he's kind of like if one of the Martians from Mars Attacks got a business degree. But more Irish. Yes. Yes. He's he. It does turn out he's a lovely man. You've just, you've just got to get through the initial encounter. No, 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 yeah, he's he's like my best friend Satan. I think (laughs) I think I called him that Irish Satan at one point. I I, so I don't don't think I've told this to anybody, but Mm. on. uh, at E3, I didn't, I didn't go out a whole lot this year, but at E3, one of the nights I went out somehow resulted in me and, and Nero and Kevin Dent and Dave Oshry all winding up at, like, Holly Green's uh, Airbnb at, like, f- I don't know, like, 4 o'clock in the morning or something. And then for whatever reason, we sort of parted ways, and I wound up just wandering around downtown L.A. with Kevin Dent, which was... <laughs> Such a it was such like a if if like John Carpenter and David Lynch made a movie together, it would be something like that. Because we're and he's the whole time he's just like, "Hi Max, have I ever told you you're like a son to me?" And I just, there's just like fog rolling in and there's no one around and I'm just like I'm and I'm cold and it's like wet in L.A. which is really creepy and everything smells like car exhaust. It's so it was, I was expecting just like. Like that guy from Escape from New York to come somersaulting out, who looks sort of like Super Saiyan Billy Idol, and just to hop up and be like, "If you touch me, he dies. If you if you make a move, he dies." And then they hand over like their ransom note. I don't know. He is a post-apocalyptic feeling person. He shows yes. up, and you're like, "Oh, he's a haunting. Yeah. He's a haunting presence, and he has appeared yet again on this episode. We we talk of him in what will now be known as Kevin Wayne." <laughs> For people who don't know, uh, he does something in the industry. He shows up and announces his version of the truth. And he's, he's very he's confident. Like, he's, he's kind of a Beetlejuice. Yeah, he just shows up and then you've got a giant snake in your room. Right. He might kill you. And maybe he's funny too, though. And he might be right about the things he says too. But uh, very gung-ho. Is he making a game? Is that what he's doing? I think he's been working on a game for a while. I think he's. It's. I think it's Recoil. Yeah, K. Right. So he's a developer, sort of, but also like a, uh, a analyst and pundit. You had him on the Destructoid show once, and he, yeah, people got very uncomfortable watching how he made uh, Terra uncomfortable. I don't right. know if Terra was actually uncomfortable. Well, I think the most uncomfortable person there was like Terra and I were kind of like we were just kind of we're like wow we got actual you know business folks here, and we had Jesse Divnick from from Edar, which is like the this, like the Cerberus of video games, like they they track all the goings on, and they're like, "This game is gonna suck." We're gonna tell them that, and they're gonna know. And it's like all the, they look at math; they do all this math to figure out if games are gonna be cool. 
And then they tell it to Toys R Us, and Toys R Us decides whether or not they like a game. I don't know. Anyway, so he was there, Jesse Divnick, who's like Mr. Business Businessman. And then somehow Kevin Dent was there, and we're like, oh, Kevin Dent's an analyst. And he's like, oh, I'm not an analyst. We're like, what, what are you? And he's like, oh, I'm Kevin Dent. <laughs> a pirate in this yeah, version like of a, events. Like a pirate, like a pirate Satan. It's just... And then he started talking about dildos, and Jesse Divnick was like, uh, I thought we were going to talk about next-gen hardware and our expectations for you know, the coming years of games and how the PlayStation Vita was going to fare. Kevin Dent's like, all right, Jesse, have I told you about your mother and her love for dildos? <laughs> Basically how it went. Kevin Dent, everyone. Yep. Could have only been more like that if Venom was also there, doing a weird southern accent with his hat yep. down. Over his face. Yeah, fucking Call of Duties. That, <laughs> if you ever want to feel weird, watch the old uh, Destructoid <laughs> Show Roundtable with. Jeez, oh, that was me. Well, you were on that, right, Max? I think so. I don't remember. I, I blocked was... it out. I blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> I think it was me, you, John Carnage, and Venom, all kind of talking about Call of Duty. I'm trying hard. To be like real guys who talk about things, but then, then not, definitely not. Ah, memories. Uh, you do. Yeah. What are you doing for Jonathan uh, Holmes? Like that, I, I said that wrong. <laughs> uh, what are you doing for Halloween? I was gonna say, what are you doing for Halloween? In my mind, all holidays are you. Like you are a holiday event, and we should get the day off work so we can all celebrate Jonathan Holmes. That's I agree. not happening. Apparently, under Obama's America, or should I say Obama's Nazi Germany, that's not happening. But until then, Jonathan, what are you doing for Halloween? Uh, I just might play a couple of horror video games. No, you're not. Um, now, hear me uh, out. Yeah. Oh, really? What? Max is here now. You don't need to do this anymore. I'll <laughs> be funny with Max. Like you I'm used to. wet right now. I'm so wet. I want to hear this. Whoa! Oh, I've been doing geez. squats all morning to get ready for hearing this, and just I'm just I'm yeah. We'll get you acclimatized. Like I said before, we recorded. You, you get me get me climaxedized. Yeah. Oh, like from come from a, an erect penis dribbles out. Oh, yeah. oh, already set. You're fine, Holmes. Don't worry about Max. It'll be okay. Exactly. You sit back, relax, let it wash over you like a mountain stream with some cum in it. This isn't my first cum rodeo, you know. <laughs> What's a cum rodeo? Oh. Um, you'll learn about those. <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> you know haunted houses, Jonathan. I know about them, sure. Right at Halloween, there's one out here. It's pretty good for for out here. By out here standards, it's pretty good. Um, you know, those haunted house attractions where people spend $10 and go into a, a big building that someone's converted, where people wear masks and go boo at you and there are lights and noises. Sure. Right. We're doing that at your house this year, Jonathan. The Boston Fright Fest. Sorry, to give it its, to give it its full name, Val Kilmer's Boston's Fright Fest. It's going it's to be great. There's going to be a picture, there's going to be a poster, we're going to put posters up all over Boston, right? With Val Kilmer's face on it, and we've drawn vampire fangs on him. Now, hold on a second. Hold on. Is this Val Kilmer who was attra- who women were attracted to, or Val Kilmer who appears like the moon with a turquoise Native American necklace and scares the women away? So I'm asking, is it current or old Val Kilmer? Uh, I, 
I've never heard of old Val Kilmer. The the only Val Kilmer I know, which is certainly one and the same. I mean, you talk to me about attractive Val Kilmer and turquoise Indian necklace Val Kilmer. Right. They're the same thing to me. Yeah, southwestern warlock. Yeah, yeah, he's ham, he... yeah the ham the ham moon of of new age occultism <laughs> in the New Mexico desert. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. The sexy one. The man who was the bat. And that's what we're going to do. The poster's going to have Val Kilmer with his uh, turquoise necklace on. We're going to get some, like, uh, correction fluid and just draw on some vampire fangs and do a speech bubble out of him that says, Blair, Blair, I want to suck your Blair, Blair, like that. And it'll say, Val Kilmer's Boston Fright Fest Haunted House Attraction at Jonathan Holmes's house. And underneath it'll say, The Man Who Was the Bat This Halloween. What do you reckon of that, Jonathan? Uh, unappealing, definitely. No offense. What do you mean unappealing? People will not want to. Val Kilmer may or may not. We've not promised. Be at your house for Halloween. <laughs> he doesn't look like that anymore. He is <laughs> thick and sad. He's swollen. He's not fat. He's uh... he's meaty. He's just meaty. That's, That's the one we're using. Yeah. I'll grant you he doesn't have vampire fangs. We have doctored those. But apart from that, it'll be him in all his fleshy quantity. He's uh he's uncomfortably thick and he doesn't <laughs> want to leave the house. He's sad about himself and his body. And he doesn't want to be seen. He's not in movies anymore. That's not true. He is still in movies. He's still in Which movies. movie? Which movie? Uh, what was I just saw one the other night on Netflix. I, I actually watched it because I'm an idiot. Gruber? He he's, he's some drifter that comes. It's called The Traveler, I think. What? Like 2010, maybe? He is not in movies he thinks anyone will watch. <laughs> well, no, it was a terrible yeah. B horror movie. Mm. Horror movie? He's got experience with what we're doing. Yeah. He oh, knows. Yeah. Oh, now I, by the way, now I have a list of. Movie starring Val Kilmer on my Netflix queue. Brilliant. Uh, because I watched it. And so, yeah, and most of them are fat Val Kilmer, so he's still working. See? Most of his Same movies are, are latter day Kilmer. So he needs the world to see this. And and, and look, I've, I've not even promised anyone Val Kilmer's going to be there. This show is just called Val Kilmer's Halloween Horror Nights at Boston, Jonathan Holmes's house. Jonathan Holmes. I have a really small house. That doesn't. That that's fine. Actually, that's superior. That's a, because those close. You'll get those claustrophobics because we're gonna have to yeah. cram so many passageways through there to make it a full three-hour experience. Uh, I've got to stop you just there, Conrad. There, there's only one real passageway we're concerned with at our Halloween Horror Night. At, <laughs> at, sorry, at Val Kilmer's Halloween Horror Night. Don't worry about it, Jonathan. Uh, well, it's miles in length, though. Very <laughs> <That'd be> true. <laughs> huh? I don't understand what you're talking about. Hey, There's any window going on, and I don't understand it. Right, Val Kilmer, the man who was the bat, right, presents a night of terrifying thrills. Okay. I, I've just reworded an earlier thing I said in the hopes that would appeal to you. <laughs> no. It's Still not, not good? No. It's not Still not good? The... No. I, no. So what about what about if we got what what if it was less of a horror event and more of just a kind of 
like a fun game where you try to find Val Kilmer in Holmes's house. Like, like he's hidden somewhere in the house and you have to find him. Well, I think the important thing about this is uh, we, we're not promising anyone Val Kilmer's going to show up. Well, uh, you don't know if he's there. Because he, the thing is, is you get him and you strip him completely naked and then you get one of those really talented body painters to come in and paint him like the wall behind him. Like he stands in front of a bookcase and they paint him with airbrushes so that he looks like he is the bookcase. And then you have a bunch of people come in. They pay, you know, they pay... I don't know, seven bucks each, and they come in, and they look around, and they try and find him in the room. And if they find him, they get a, um, like, a like a pumpkin necklace or something. <laughs> That's got some marketing legs. And it, Jonathan seems to think Val Kilmer isn't marketable. Um, that, to me, the only trouble with that is because Val Kilmer, to me, is, is America's most marketable man. Uh, that's very much a delight the concept of finding Val Kilmer in Jonathan Holmes's house. And really, we're there to, to really frighten people and scare them. Um, but anyway, on the poster it will say, you know, Halloween Horror Nights featuring a very special guest. And then under another smaller picture of Val Kilmer, it'll say, I think you know who it is. Huh? We're, we're not promising anything, though. So anyway, we're, we're all going to go around to your house, Jonathan, with glow-in-the-dark paint. And I've, I've paid some vagrants to go into your house. They don't need a key, Jonathan. They've got instructions for how to get in. And they're going to just, like, paint things on the wall, like, um, boo. What are the instructions to get in? Don't worry about it. You're focusing on the minuscule details. You're not <laughs> focusing on the bigger picture, which is the vagrants writing scary Halloween words on your wall, like boo, pumpkin, ghost, fuck off, shit face. <laughs> Ah, mean. It's aggressive, scary aggressive. Ah. Yeah, I feel bad about it. A I feel bad. Dracula sure. wants to finger you. They'll write on the wall. <laughs> ah, that's a sexual threat of sorts. The scariest. Of what all. if one of them wrote "sexual threat" on the wall? <laughs> They're gonna write that on the front door in big letters and draw a picture of Jonathan's face underneath it. That's not scary for anyone. What? Uh, it's feel bad for me. It is making my life bad. Wait, what sure. if they wrote sex offender on the front of your door? That would be that pretty would be scary. Bad. We'll tell. That's another good thing. Like just to really sort of make the house authentic and make people really scared of it. We will go round the houses of your neighbours and send them leaflets with your face on it and tell them a sex offender lives at that address. Did you know there is a sex offender living in your neighbourhood for Halloween? <laughs> for Halloween, uh, they will hate me. Yeah, they will. Hey, so be... I, I, this is sort of unrelated, but I just thought us like you know how if you're a registered sex offender, you have to go around, uh, you know, and introduce. What if you did that on Halloween, but you wore like a you wore like a Gary Glitter costume, and they're like, "What are you?" And you're like, "I'm a sex offender," and they're like, "Oh, that's a good costume." And it's like <laughs> technically you're doing the thing you're supposed to, but it's a sneaky loophole there for any pedophiles listening. That's a good tip. Move to a it's, new neighborhood, just dress up like Gary Glitter on Halloween. There you go. Brilliant. The scheduling of when you inform the neighbors is really important. You could probably get away with it on April Fool's also. Mm. That's brilliant. That and there, there'll be more of Max's pedo tips next week. <laughs> to, to really help your way, molest your way to success. Jonathan. Yes. How are you? I'm all right. How are you going to feel when we've put up... Um, rubber skeletons hanging all off your ceiling 
bad. It, the, everything about it is is walking right up to that line, you know? You what know if, that line? And, and we've we've put like plastic trash bags, black trash bags, and we've just thrown them on the floor. Why? Black, color of the night. <laughs> I I like a spooky time. I wanted You're to You're gonna get a spooky time. Ugh. There was a cool picture of a skull at Target the other day, and I wanted to spray paint next to the skull, uh, just in regular Comic Sans font. I will kill you, because I thought people <laughs> would go to Target would be then more scared of the cute cartoon skull. But I never did. No. I whenever I whenever I go to like the stores around Halloween, it always just makes me really sad because I wish that that was year round. Like I wish you could go to Target and you're like. I want to buy some new lawn ornaments, and it would just be like a bunch of weird skull, like skulls, and like like a like a tiny statue of a man holding a plate. It's just like a really like a really upsetting looking man that you just like. What, why don't people just put that around year round? <laughs> it, it does upset me because I have to rush because there's a place there's a holiday headquarters out here, and you know it becomes Halloween headquarters or in October, and you want to rush because you got to run in say I can only get this stuff now. I, I can't alter it on the internet. There's no such process. I've got to get it now. What masks am I going to get? What hats am I going to get? And I don't buy anything because of the pressure. That's every October for me. It's very traumatizing. Because it's like, I've only got one opportunity to do this ever. And I've got to make the right decision. It's safer to make no decisions. I actually have, I have one of those. Um, last year I went to the the Spirit Halloween goods store. But I did it, I think, four days after Halloween. So it was just like a, it was the most horrifying thing after ever. It just, it was like if, if Halloween Town had a, like a, a coup d'etat and there was horrible, horrible uprising and it was just a, a wasteland of like torn masks and slutty shoes just <laughs> everywhere. Um, and it was, it was in like a Kia dealership. It was in like a, like a derelict Kia showroom. So they just had all these like, they had a pile of these, of these rubber dead babies they were, yeah. they, they were like they were like cabbage patch kids but really scary and they were like yeah these are going to be a hit and there was this huge centerpiece of them and it was virtually untouched like no one bought them cuz they were just the worst and then they had of course like the really like the $300 cauldron that makes smoke that only really weird people are going to spend money on and they probably are just going to buy it online anyway I'm picturing Kevin Dent sleeping in the pile of babies. <laughs> oh, totally. Ah, just levitating. I'm picturing those babies at your house, Jonathan, with a sign uh, yeah. pointing to them saying, Jonathan Holmes killed them. But I, I, bought, I bought a thing. I bought something from that, from the Daryl Ikea dealership. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go get it. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to go get oh, the wow. thing that I, I, I rescued from this, from this place. Very cool. exciting. Uh, yeah, I... Uh, I got a video going up on my YouTube channel tomorrow oh, yeah. of me playing Typing of the uh, Typing of the Dead Overkill. I've been really Halloween. curious about that. Does it have any of the story elements from regular? It is exactly uh, House of the Dead Overkill with typing instead. Yeah, with oh yeah, all the shooting's taken out and it's all typing. Did they put in those new levels with the alternate characters? Have you gotten to that part yet? Uh, I've not. I've only. I've just recorded myself playing the first level using Nvidia's Shadow Play. Oh. Which uh, has worked out not too badly for the games it works on. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm back. I got. I got my the thing I rescued. Brilliant. It's it's a ghost. It's like a little puppet of a ghost, 
that you hang up, and it has it has skeleton hands, and you push a button, and it screams. And I'm gonna make it scream for you right now. You hear that? Wow. And it keeps going. Whoa. Like, it won't stop. There you go. We are definitely bringing that to Val Kilmer's Horror House. God, it's my favorite thing, and I had it hanging up. I wanted to have it hanging up year-round, but my girlfriend <laughs> wouldn't let me, so I put it in the in the broom closet. And one of these days, I'm going to set it so that it's on the motion detector mode, and I'll be like, oh, honey, could you get the broom? <laughs> and she'll just open the closet, and there's just shrieking light-up ghost in there just laughing at her and making laser noises. Brilliant. We're going to get about 20 of those and hang them up on in Jonathan's house. I support that. I think that I think that it's really upsetting how scary a ghost can be when there's just one of them, so I think the best way to kind of diffuse that is to get 20 of them yeah, really yeah. describe really. that they were made in a factory. Exactly. We want we want this to be a macabre event, but we don't want to make it too scary, otherwise no one's going to turn up. It's like they've already written, like, red fuck off on the wall in glow-in-the-dark paint. Their nerves are going to be rattled. So when they see about 20 of those just going, and Jonathan Holmes' house for, uh, oh, the event's going to last about 48 hours, then it'll set their minds at ease so that the main event can happen. Because when they paid their $10, Jonathan, they're going to walk in, they're going to try not to slip and slide on the uh, trash bags. And there's going to be this uh, little stool. It's like a, well, more of a platform, like a hangman's platform, right? Where people get hanged, Jonathan, like scary medieval hanging. Except there's a big hole in the middle of this platform, right, Jonathan? Uh, okay. Yeah, and you are in it. In, in the, the in the Inside the platform, down the hole. Nude. The scariest of all states of dress. Yeah. Moaning up through the hole, going, I am the ghost of a real twat. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on here. I'm going to have to stop you for just one just one minute. I don't, I don't think that nude is the scariest state of dress. I think that just socks is the scariest. That's a fantastic <laughs> addendum. We are adding that to the list. So, Jonathan, you're down there in just your socks. And just to make it really, like, scary, we've used a little bit of a glow-in-the-dark paint, and we've used, like, small brushes to draw little pictures of ghosts on the socks. How's that, <laughs> huh? That part's cute. I, might I like even, that we, I might even whack a skull on the heel. Eh? Uh, Styling and profiling, also, is what you'll be doing. So you'll be in there going, Oh, I'm the ghost of a child murderer. I was called Jonathan Holmes in real life. And you can see all the dead babies I killed in that bucket over there. And at that point, that's when I'm there as, I, as, as the host, or should I say ghost? No, the host. Uh, I will be saying, it is the ghost of a child murderer, and probably fingered them a bit. He's in that platform. You've got to basically shit in that hole. Oh, I see what you're. I see where you're doing. It's the only way to bust the ghost, Jonathan. Uh, all, the, all the kids, and then the mums and dads can join in. They paid their ten bucks too. They're they're all allowed to play. They did basically line up by the platform, go up the little steps, walk over to the hole where you're in there, going, Whoa! 
oh, when I get out of here, I'll finger you all. And that's when they say, they shout down in the hole with, like, they've got a megaphone. We give them a megaphone. They put the megaphone over the hole. It's pretty small in there, Jonathan, so don't worry, you'll hear them. And they'll shout, fuck off, Jonathan Holmes, fuck off, fuck off. I shit on you and your beliefs. And that's when they pull down their pants and squat over the hole into a big dump in there. There was a Ninja Turtles playset that used a very similar, very similar setup. What? Remember that there one? Poops playset. It wasn't poops. It was a toilet, and it was positioned directly over this like little pit. And you'd put the Ninja Turtles in the pit, and then the toilet was there. But supposedly you just dumped ooze on them. Oh. But I mean, any, everybody knows what toilets are for. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is not subtle. And I'm sure it was fun to make. It really um, upset me, because I just imagined Shredder shitting on Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> and some of the kids might be dressed as Shredder for Halloween. While they're taking a big old dump in that hole, Jonathan. They, they might be. I don't want poo on me. I don't want children to poo on anyone. Especially me. What about a grown man? I mean, there's, no. there's going to be a lot of grown men. In fact, I mean, since we'll... Really? Since this will be open to Podtoid fans, it will mostly be old men. <laughs> There's a lot of teen Podtoid fans, as you know. Yeah, but they've yeah. got the minds of old men. <laughs> yeah, they've been through It a doesn't lot. matter who you are. It mm. doesn't matter your gender. It doesn't matter your age. If you listen to Podtoid, you've got the mind of just a decrepit old man. <laughs> Stringy. Like, the man they're singing about in Aqualung. That's you. Oh, that was who I was thinking of. Actually, no, I was thinking of Robert Duvall in Sling Blade. But Aqualung is a good call, too. What, is, that? what, is, what is saying in that again? For the people who don't know. Um, hey, Aqualung. That's what they sing uh, in that. Old something, old man, runny nose. He goes down yeah. to the bar and eats some fleas. Well, they, they go sitting <laughs> on a park bench. <laughs> da, 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 eyeing little girls with battered tent. That's how I heard it in the song. That's Not with bad intent, bad. with battered tent. Like he just had a, like a packed up camping tent just under his arm, and it was just smashed up. It was no good to anyone. So yeah, and then it says it's his neck hurting bad as he bends to pick a dog end. Yeah, and does that mean like a cigarette butt? Yes, yes, it does. Okay, I always thought that he was just picking up dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is the really the worst, just the worst pedophile. How about this? His, his hands have feces on all of them. <laughs> Ow. That is quite an award. So, how about, Jonathan, for Halloween, you go as Aqualung? What does that mean? Just a, a man with fluid in his lungs? We'll who, give you a... We'll, children? we'll make you drink a load of water. You will wear a, a filthy coat, right? You'll be picking up dog shit. You'll have a battered tent under your arm. And you'll just be, like, looking at girls in the park. Gross. And he's got a, he's got just, just snot just shooting out of his nose constantly. Yeah. Just a big old snotty slippery slide. And that's bad for everybody. Well, us wants. three, us three, Max Conrad and myself, we'll just be behind you going, Aqualung, my friend. Don't you yeah. start away on his head. Yeah, poor old son. Who's Holy be. Jethro Tull, man. Jethro Tull. That guy. And yeah. then they did, uh, they, did, they did a bunch of other songs on that album. You know, it wasn't just one song. That would be weird. Uh, they did a song about Cross-Eyed Mary, who was, I think, a, a, cro a cross-eyed prostitute. I'm not certain, 
but it actually has a reference to Aqualung in that song. And it says, you know, cross-eyed Mary, don't you do something, and, you go and do it. And then, then there's Aqualung is over there. You just get the sense that it's a whole world. It's a whole world. It's, it's that Aqualung's in. What we call the Lungverse. <laughs> Why is he called Aqualung? Because he's got snot in his nose, obviously. <laughs> it's pretty self-explanatory in the song. So he always feels like he's drowning in his own snot a little? Yeah. Mm. He's, he makes sure. deep-sea deep sea diver sounds. It's <laughs> one of the things that, you know... So I imagine he makes a lot of submarine noises in addition to just Absolutely. snotty grossing. And this was a hit tune by Jethro Tull? That actually... There was a lot of controversy because Aqualung won best... Uh, it won, like, best metal album in whatever year it came out. It won a Grammy for best metal album. And everyone's like, it's not metal. It's a song. It's, it's got a song about mother goose. It's not metal. <laughs> and everyone got really upset at Jethro Tull. And then Ian Anderson came down and he played his flute and all the metal heads went to sleep. And the members of Jethro Tull went out into the audience and took all of their wallets. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's a true story. You can look that up. That is in, Someone wrote that, that down somewhere. It's definitely true. I, I was there in the audience when they did it, and one of Jeff Rotel looked at me, which proved that they did it. <laughs> so, Jonathan, you're going to go as Aqualung. Okay. Right, you'll be an old man wandering lonely. Um, mm. Just to make it really authentic, make sure you take time the only way you know. Okay? No, I don't know. What, okay, what does that mean? Oh, that's... because. Uh, Fuck it, obviously I'm looking up the lyrics now. Uh, you got to go down to the bog and warm your feet. <laughs> yes, and you want and salvation. Bog? The bog is the is the name of the pub, Jonathan. Don't you know the long verse? You need to really familiar yourself with the aqua lore. Right, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm not but uh, he gets salvation a la mode and a cup of tea. And the salvation, so you get, I'm guessing it's some sort of opium dish with ice cream on it. Absolutely. And so just a delicious, just a like a like a like a flan, but with a lot of opiates in it. We we can't get hold of that. So you're basically going to eat a yogurt with meth in it. It'll be outdated. That's that's kind of like people eat froyo these days, and they have meth. So that's what you'll be doing for the updated. You'll be in many ways. You will be Aqualung two thousand. It's 2013 already. That's <laughs> You'll be Aqualung 2000. I've already <laughs> said it now. Okay, you've said it. Yeah, poor true. old sod. I do feel a little soddy. Like yeah. a sod, of course. Sure. Are you guys familiar? Speaking of music, yeah. you sound like a jazzy tune I heard on the way home on college radio by either... Many people on... tell me that I sound like jazzy tunes that they've heard from the way I'm from work on the radio. Yes. Yeah, on college radio. And that was either by Tom Waits or Ron Perlman, or they are the same guy, maybe. I believe I'm, I, would, I would be willing to agree with you there. I completely forgot they were different people. Yeah, they. Uh, I've never seen them together in something, and they both have like a Caucasian, yet somehow, they're like men, but also not. They're beasts too. I just, and I just song, watched, uh, I just watched Alien Resurrection like two days ago. I think Tom Waits is in that. 
<laughs> and Ron Perlman. Yeah, but they're never on, they're never on screen at the same time, so you have to wonder. I am wondering hard, and it's uh, plus that sound. was uh, there was a lot of heavy CGI use in Alien Resurrection, so even if they were on screen, it could just be effects. Yeah, one of them could be. Ron Perlman actually, I'm I'm convinced is is all CGI. <laughs> he might be. He is a very unnatural yet uh, hard to look away from. I think that he's he's CGI that's kind of superimposed on a ghost of some sort, and the only time that you see his true form is when they put the Hellboy makeup on, and that's like in Hollow Man when they paint him. <laughs> and it's just like, you, you're like, oh, that's what Ron Perlman actually looks like, and the rest of the time it's just a kind of a crude approximation of how they imagine he is. Wow, that's an amazing yeah. It's very much, um, it's a very sort of Lovecraftian thing. You can't, if you actually saw Ron Perlman's true form, you would go mad with the revelation. I you should go to, to Halloween as jo- uh, Ron Perlman's true form, Jonathan. Which is Hellboy or something worse? Well, it would be the vague shape of Hellboy, but just mostly cock. I imagine totally, like, very very chrome. Like a very chrome finish of Hellboy. Mm. A shining Hellboy. But don't forget the cocks. Right. That would just be all over you, just gibbering. It's probably a kind of a like a... Like the cocks are just reflected. Like it's in a, a he's in a perfectly spherical room that has just weird porn being shown on every every surface. But he's made of chrome, so he's like an odd reflection, like through oh. a th- through a chrome Hellboy cockley, as it were. How <laughs> about that, that, Jonathan? You want to go to Halloween as Ron Perlman's Halloween cock? Sorry, chrome. No, Ron Perlman's no. chrome Halloween cock. Uh, it would make a cool Virtua Fighter boss. Sounds like Dural a little bit. I don't know if you're familiar with Dural. Uh, but the song was either Ron Perlman or Tom Waits just going, I did the best I could! Oh, I did the best I could! And then voiceover suddenly going, Life is for idiots! <laughs> you're so good. That sounds very haunting for Halloween. It was great, and that like you were doing in the background was similar to what the tuba, piano, and electric guitar were doing. Oh, interesting tune. It ended with him saying something like, "Ignorance is what's gonna fuck us." <clears throat> oh, you could go to Halloween as ignorance, the scariest of all concepts, <laughs> and like that song, you will just fuck everyone. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Right, you'll say you'll go like totally normal, just as yourself, right? And when people say who are you at a party, you will say to really understand what it is, I'm gonna have to enter you, and they're gonna have to let you have sex with them. And you just as you slip in, you then just grab their head and scream in their face, "I'm ignorant! I'm ignorant!" like that, while you're just like just blinking at them. Oh, I don't want to boink nothing. What, what would I even look like? This will be at a, a party we've um, invited like all Podtoid fans to, so this will be mostly, again, old men you'll be doing this to. <laughs> that terrible. You'll just bend their, like, you'll grab their ankles and bend their feet behind their head, and then just, like, as you just, like, just <clears throat> right into them, just get face-to-face and just scream, I'm ignorant, I'm ignorant, I'm a stupid klutz. And then everyone else in the party, because you'll be doing this in the middle of the dance floor, everyone else at the party will say, ah, he's gone as ignorance, very astute. 
Concepts are hard to pull off, but he's done it. Mm. I don't think that will be the reaction. That will be calling of the police. And oh my god! Physically restrained. Always finding fault. I'm trying to find a good Halloween costume for you this year. I've, what, I'm 36 years old. I'm just gonna stay home. Play well, video games, go to bed I'm, early. I'm gonna mostly be staying home, but I've got a fucking mask. I'll, I'll be your... doing my normal thing I do every night, but wearing a mask. The uh, the scarecrow mask? No, not the scarecrow mask. That one I told you about last week. The uh, the Clive Barker's dark carnival or whatever it is. His mask <laughs> line is called. I've got a tattooed yeah. fish man. It's a purple face. With all tattoos of dice and snakes and spiders, all in funky colours. It's got three rows of teeth. Kind of thing. <laughs> that sounds really cool. It's got yellow fins for ears and a fin at the top that end in flames because he's that hardcore. He's he's you... more metal than Aqualung. <laughs> Will you take a picture of it? I'd like. To I've see got it. a picture of it. Oh. My, on my personal Facebook. I posted it to my official Facebook, and I posted it on Twitter ages ago. I'll, I I'll, will find it. I'll send, I could send it again to you. I, but Please do. I'll, I'll make a special photo just for you, Jonathan, where Thank I will you. I'll be wearing only the mask. Oh, you can do that if you want, but it, you don't good. have to. I'll, I'll, I'll be proud in it, in the photo. <laughs> uh, uh. But so, uh, I'm, I'm working as hard as I can because I've got a mask sorted out. I'm just I'm trying to find a good costume for you, Jonathan. You don't have I had to. A, I, had a, I had a costume that I wanted to do. I wanted to do a, a couple's costume with with my girlfriend, and I said we should be we should be Goku and Sailor Moon. And she oh, was like, that, she, she was. I was like, yeah, it's like it's like the kind of weeaboo version of you know of like Wonder Woman and Superman or whatever. And she's like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm like, why not? She's like, they don't, they're not, they don't hang out. They're from different series. And I'm like, it. People will figure it out. They're like the two most recognizable anime characters in the world. And it, and she's like, I don't have blonde hair. And I'm like, they make wigs. And who cares? And she's like, what if I was Sailor Mercury? And I'm like, it just uh, fuck off. And, and I was like, fine. How about what if we did? What if you went as Fred Durst and I also went as Fred Durst? And she was like, "That's a that's a pretty good idea." And I was like, "That was a test. That was not a good idea. You you thought that Goku and Sailor Moon was dumb, but two Fred Durst is a better costume." <laughs> People who it might be dumb. It yeah. might be dumb for you and um, Jen Max, but it wouldn't be dumb for Jonathan Holmes to go as two Fred Dursts. How would I be two Dursts? You just right? wear two. You wear two. You wear two red Yankees caps. And you wear two puffy furry jackets, and you wear a pair of red dickies over a pair of red dickies. <laughs> and I don't know how you'd wear two pairs of Adidas Superstars at the same time. See, that sorted out. Alternatively, you could just like dress normal, like just as normal Fred Durst in those clothes, but just one. Get a Cabbage Patch doll, dress him in mini ones, and sew him to the front of your shirt. Oh my god! Like Total Recall. <laughs> What are you for Halloween? I'm, I'm Fred Durst fucking himself. <laughs> you could be Total Recall Fred Durst for Halloween. Huh? huh? I, I love Total Recall. I, I, didn't, I didn't see the recall. Uh, I mean, the remake. Was uh, was Quato in that? I, I should watch the remake. 
I did see it, and I can't remember if Kawhi was in it. Ah, I gotta watch it myself. Um, I'm sure the actors who were in it don't remember whether they were in it or not. Like, I didn't even uh, hate it. That's the thing. Like, I remember finishing watching it and being like, yeah, all right. Speaking of things that are not that good, Jim, you reviewed uh, Batman Arkham whatever. I'm not talking People about freaked out. Is that the most comments uh, on a review ever yet? There are 1,738 comments Matthew. and 19 likes. I'm going to add one right now. 20 likes now. <laughs> I'm so talked out with Arkham Origins. I'm done. I said my piece in the review. I'm I'm not entertaining more of it. Were you surprised to see it get that much of a... I was. I didn't think... I sure was. The Beyond Two Souls review was a walk in the fucking park. That was the one I was dreading. This, it was mm. all, oh, well, I've written this review, Arkham Origins. You know, I'm, I'm saying fairly obvious stuff. Uh, this won't be a problem. I'll just shit that out at 8 in the morning and then look forward to the Halloween Jimquisition, which will go up and will be the talk of the day. And my Jimquisition was not the talk of the day. Um, people say, oh, you write reviews for attention. It's like, no, 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 I wear a scarecrow costume and then fuck a blow-up doll with Aliens Colonial Marines duct tape to the face for attention. That's the video I posted. That's the attention I want. Give me all that. Stop talking about Alcum Origins. I'm bored of it. I got bored of it halfway through playing it. I'm so bored of talking about it now. So how, so how was something. it? Was it did, you, did you dislike it? Or <laughs> could you explain? I didn't... What did you feel... It could have used it. Was it, was it upsetting that it didn't have any like a ghost friend like in Beyond Two Souls? <laughs> that's def- that, yeah. that's what it needed. It needed David Cage to write it. Oh dear! And then you, the other people who I have questions about your Modern Warfare Three review now. <laughs> what really? It was two years ago. I've forgotten what I wrote. <laughs> you know, it'd be a really a really bad Batman game would be a, a game of the Dark Knight Rises where you play as all the people who aren't Batman, and all you do is have conversations about where Batman went. <laughs> that would be, be the David Cage one, definitely. Yeah, it pretty much would. You'd be like, you can have all these different conversations about Batman, and they have completely different outcomes assuming you only play the game once. Yeah, press X to where is Batman. <laughs> Uh, Batman! Batman! <laughs> Batman! If you say anything bad about anything that Batman is in, though, like if you gave that game a bad review, people bad would be... Review? Whoa! No. You did it. <laughs> There's something about Batman that makes people feel a need to love and protect him like a child. Um, well, his parents got shot. And he if you look at any Batman game or film or TV show, you'd think he was the only man in the world who'd ever had his parents shot. Get the fuck over it. Yeah, it was Grow otherwise. up. Take yeah, the fucking a- cape off and grow yeah. up. You're a millionaire. He has it pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty well off. And, and Hush. Alfred treated him well. has better motivations at this point. Wasn't he like a dentist's son who was upset or something? He was pissed off because his parents didn't die. He was bored. Not really. It was uh, Bruce Wayne's (laughs) fault that his parents lived because he tried to kill them to get all their money quicker. Oh, is that Hush's motivation? 
I love that. I I love that motivation though. It's like the most petty and pathetic motivation that works for me as a villain. And then I he like just dresses like a mummy and shoots people. Yeah, I like Hush Sounds... because as a comic, it felt like um, it felt like a medley. Like when a when a con- when a band does like a live like a live concert and they're like they do a medley. Like Rick James plays like four of his songs in like one crazy like eleven minute coked out rampage. And you're like, whoa, he's sure. playing this. Oh, he's playing a different song now. It was like that, but with Batman villains. Yeah, I know it gets a bad rap, Hush, but I enjoyed it. Plus, Scarecrow goes mental on a motorbike. It's, it's junk food. It's a, great, it's a fun comic. It's silly fun. Yeah, it's Jeff Loeb wrote that, right? I think it was yep. him. He always does that. He's just like, then Thor shows up. Then Captain America is sleeping. And then they woke him up. And okay, we're done with him now. Where's Batman? And just... Huge uh, crossovers and just showing people eating breakfast and then cutting away from them. Just to give you that feeling that everyone showed up. Jonathan, you should go to Halloween as Captain America's breakfast. (laughs) I don't know what that means. (laughs) I assume he would eat sugary cereals because he could. He could. He would. Yeah, his metabolisms would uh, make it better. I never thought about Mm. that. That's really a good point, though. Bulk up on carbs, no, no problem. What if he just? You know, if he just ate as many poisons as he could because he was bored, like he was angry that he didn't, you know, he wasn't happy in America or something, or you know, if it was like Ultimate Captain America and he's like, I don't like what's going on here. I feel like a tool for the government. So he just secretly tries to kill himself, but he's just by doing really, he tries to be unhealthy. Like he'll just eat like a, just eat like a whole, like a giant bag of of like macadamia nuts, but then he just winds up getting the shits real bad. <laughs> If Captain America eats like like blue raspberry ice cream, will his poo come out green or not? It'll come out red, white, and blue. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, you should go uh, to Halloween as Captain America's red, white, and blue shit. <laughs> what would that look like? Captain uh, America. Yay! <laughs> that was a spooky yeah. Halloween pun. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Halloween! <laughs> People don't even know. Do people? Does everyone who listen to Pod even know who Max is? And you were talking about Jen, because we all know her. But people don't know Jen dressed as uh, was it Miss or Ms. Destructoid one time? Yeah, yeah. Cosplay. She's been at a, a bunch of conventions that. doing that. Sure, and she's your longtime girlfriend. She's a cool yeah. person. And you are a guy that was a Destructoid for a while. Yeah, I was. I was uh, the host of the Destructoid show, uh, and now I'm kind of. Uh, I'm a free agent. I'm doing some fun things. I'm getting to come back to Podtoid. Uh, I was, uh, you know, I was on I was on Podtoid before it turned into a, a audio dumpster of sex harassment. We it was. I mean, to be fair, it was heading that way before you left. Yeah. Um, and then one, once you left, it kind of just jumped off the cliff. It did. Yeah. A lot of people. When, when Max left, Fuck um, off. a lot of people's favorite bits ever were Max and, and Jim moments, like the Lust Gurney still gets quoted God, to me. I love that. A lot of people yeah. did leave, but we clawed back a new breed of wrong individual. Um, <laughs> but a lot of people, a lot of old listeners are excited. They remember Max. My Twitter feed's been a buzz with excitement for the return of Max. I've had a I've had a crazy amount of people, like just messaging me on all sorts of different means. You know, I had like a Somebody, somebody, they're like somebody sent me a message on Friendster. I'm like, I don't have a Friendster. I don't know how they got that. I got a bunch of people on Tumblr. Like, hey, you gonna go on Podtoid? And they like ask me that, like a question, like I should answer it publicly. And I'm just like, I don't know, maybe. 
who knows? Yeah, but the second you uh, announced your um, leave from uh, Rev Three, I just had a bunch of people. Does this mean Max is coming to Podtoid? You can have Max on Podtoid. Uh, I mean, it. Yeah. Well, I don't you have anything else. Here we are. You got uh, another podcast. You've been doing that for years yeah. too. That's yeah. actually that's one of the things I'm, I'm primarily focusing on uh, in in lieu of having a real actual job. Um, that's the comedy button, which is. Uh, I mean, I, we have a lot of we have a lot of overlap between listeners. I think I think we kind of attracted um, similar group because it's these are both these are both podcasts that say they're about gaming but aren't at all. Yeah, subversive. Yep. Um, we are like Judas Priest breaking the law. Yep. Ram it <laughs> down straight through my leather ass pants. <laughs> that does sound like Judas Priest lyrics. Any chance you'll do let's plays, Max? You seem desperate. I've thought about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm right now. You would not believe what I'm doing. I'm drawing a, a ham in Photoshop. <laughs> I figured out you can render 3D in Photoshop, so I rendered this sort of ham shape, and I've spent literally the last half an hour just painting on it, trying to make it look realistic. And I think when it's done, I'm just going to email this ham, <laughs> this picture of a ham, to, to uh, I'm going to send it to Bethesda, and I'm going to send it... To Telltale Games, and I'm going to have them enter a bidding war over my ham rendering skills. <laughs> it's really, it's a really realistic Send the, I, picture I would, of a ham. I would like you to not even include any text in the email, just an attachment of the ham, and just the subject line to be "last ham standing." <laughs> I want, I want the, uh, I wanted to say sent from instead of saying like sent from my iPhone, it'll say sent from my Photoshop, and they'll. Photoshop can send email? I don't... They'd be like, man, he must be really good at Photoshop if he knows how to send hams from in it. I do. You know Bethesda and Telltale people, so they won't be like, oh, this this pranker is pranking us with ham. They'll be like... I think they'll be like, wow, he's really actually completely lost his mind. (laughs) They'll be like, wow, that's why he doesn't work at Rev3. Okay. Uh, Okay, so what you gotta do is send it to people that you don't know there. You know, oh, totally. just totally random people. And make sure that the people you do know are the only people on the servers who don't get the email. <laughs> well, that will keep him from getting in less trouble, but it, it'll seem like a prank. Max isn't the pranking type. I always, I always liked, um, I like, I like Pete Hines, Bethesda's head of marketing, because it's almost like he actively tries to not use his Twitter for gaming news at all like he talks about hockey and soccer and football and just everything sports and then periodically he'll be like oh hey here's a screenshot of thief or he's whatever. Not, yeah not he's thief. a good laugh Soft, whatever um, yeah he plays along i like i like publisher people who play along yep. um, mm. he's the kind of guy who you could send a ham rendering to and he kind of he might not get it but he would not be upset at getting a ham rendering Actually, I know that he is a big fan of meat because I went when I when I checked out the Elder Scrolls online. We went to a, a meat place afterwards, and it was just it was one of those Brazilian steakhouses where you like they basically have these guys who look like marching band leaders with just carrying just swords, um, just what? with meat on them. <laughs> it's true. It is these guys this walking around. You went to with I can uh, confirm this. This is the thing. They're awesome. Marching band leaders with swords covered in meat, or, or uh, yeah, pretty much. They, they look like they look like matadors. They look like the um, they look kind of like the pilots from Naboo in Episode One. 
They've just got like really nice coats and like little pants on, and they just come around with these swords that are just covered in different kinds of meat. And they'll be like, you'll be like, what kind of meat is that? And they'll be like, it's a ham rod or a ham ball or something. And you'll be like, I'll have five. And they'll just keep putting it on your plate until you tell them to go away. It's really amazing. <laughs> is that expensive? Or was that all? Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I didn't see the check. I just saw like, they were like, I'm like, what, what is this? Some, are we going to, what are we doing now? And they're like, just sit here and they'll bring you meat. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think Elder Scrolls Online looks amazing. <laughs> Almost as amazing as this ham, which perhaps they'll they'll end, they'll put into the game as DLC. Lovely stuff. Um, yeah, I like messing around with companies now and then. Not no one from Sony officially responded to my Trettenfall uh, PS4 box art rendering, but um, when did that happen? Tell the people about. Oh, that. I made a Photoshop last night. You, it got pretty big on the internet because Titanfall was announced as an Xbox One exclusive forever. So I whacked uh, Jack Tretton's face on a Lego mech and put that on doctored PS4 box art and called it Tretonfall. And the tagline was, uh, shit on my balls, you fucking ape. That's probably why no one from Sony <laughs> laughed along with it. Uh, but they that was fun. There was Tretton's big grinning face and then you could just imagine him saying, shit on my balls, you fucking ape. Um, so that was good. Killzone, the Killzone people did retweet me when I told them that I was going to get a copy of Killzone Shadowfall and silently scream at it while clutching my head and quivering. Uh, so I like companies like that. Pete Hines is one of those guys who will humour you enough in public, which sure. is good. Uh, Sony's getting more fun too. Sony is fucking um, Shuhei Yoshida is a gem of a man. He actually he, he he responded to me quite concerned the other day when I tweeted at uh, Stephen Tahide, the uh, director of Killzone Shadowfall, and told him he should change the name of the game to Killzone Fuck Puffs. <laughs> and puffs or puffs? Fuck Puffs. I was doing it all day that day. Like I was like just tweeting at different companies, trying to sell them on the concept of Fuck Puffs. Like uh, I tried to sell Coca Cola on the idea of a new mascot called the. The uh, Hyfruxus Fuckpuff, which was a big bee-like creature. Uh, and I tried to get Hasbro to invest in Fuckpuffs as a sort of toy line. And I told um, Stephen to call Killzone, as I say, Killzone Fuckpuffs. And later that day, I get a tweet from Yoshida that's like, what's the problem? Like, <laughs> gen genuinely thought I was upset at Killzone. Uh, I then had to reply to him with, I am just being silly. Did you play the already? Huh? You playing that Killzone? Uh, that? I have only played the multiplayer they've had at events. Ah, uh, gotcha. Due to things. Oh, sure. Due to, um, well, I mean, it's the stuff uh, Adam Sessler's already ranted about in a video. Just Sony's being very weird with review units, so mm. it's the status of that's up in the air because they're being odd. About review units or reviews in general? Uh, review units, mostly. I'm, I'm in the process at the moment of trying to sort of hammer things down with them. So, uh. Yeah, interesting. But uh, I, I'd buy a game called Killzone Fuck Puffs. That's all I'm saying. What do you think uh, the other big news that happened is Walking Dead Season 2? Anyone cares? Um, Clementine, a little older? Well, there's not a lot I can say about about it because we've only seen you know tertiary details but I'm ex I, I will play the fuck out of it Jonathan Holmes are you more excited than if they had done what a lot of people were expecting which was just all new characters 
different kind of uh, moving the themes along, but uh, without sticking with with Clementine. To be honest, I'm happy either way. I, yeah. I really, it does not matter to me that it's Clementine versus some new people. Okay. Sort of excited to see her come back older. Had you thought about what she might have turned into after what happened in season one? What she'd be like? like a zombie. Yeah, I figured. I'm surprised. And she's bleeding on the art that they're showing off already. She's so becoming kinda... a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, whoa, if they do that metaphor. If she's like, I can't stop bleeding sometimes, guys. Oh, God. That Jesus. would be some bad story. Um, there's some stuff you just shouldn't say. Who, me? I was You've crossed on. a line, Jonathan. I was uh, thinking of bad storytelling. Jonathan, you blew it. You blew it. Hopefully <laughs> listeners do? will remember that. Come on, guys. Carrie, the menstruation metaphor is a thing. Oh, it sure. continues. Yeah, I'm defending myself hard. This is important. Menstruation metaphors happen, guys. It's not my fault. Oh my God. You know what? Plug it up, okay, Holmes? Plug it up. Seriously, Jonathan. Stick a tampon in your bleeding vagina. Please. You're offending everyone. Is that a euphemism? Or are you... No. <laughs> I'm being incredibly literal. As I always am. I've yeah. never said anything that isn't literal. Yes, you are incredibly in reality. No metaphors. Yeah. Oh, I like you, Jonathan. I like you too. We're friends, I think. Jonathan Holmes, Jonathan Holmes, what are you going to go as for Halloween? I don't know. Uh, Jonathan really... Holmes, Jonathan Holmes, are you going to be uh, Viggo Mortenstein from Prophecy or not? <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. So no. Jonathan Holmes, Jonathan Holmes, are you gonna be um, the the ginger woman who was Tom Cruise's wife in Moulin Rouge when she's got the consumption or not? Tom Cruise is in... Nicole Kidman. Oh, I remember her. Are you gonna I be her be for Halloween or not? Heck no, no way. Ah. Be a terrible likeness. Don't look like her. It's the problem. Jonathan Holmes, Jonathan Holmes, are you going to be the um, Brachiosaurus's mucus that was sneezed on Sam Neill and the kids when they were up in the tree in Jurassic Park or not? I am not going to be mucus, no. I'm not transparent enough. <laughs> I was being literal. I am just physically... Boy, tell that to our listeners. Some of them think you're incredibly transparent. <laughs> what does that mean? Not Nothing, but they'll know. Oh, are people making fun of me again that I'm not paying attention to? All the time, but it's really with, well, I think some of it's with love. Yeah, well, I don't like those people. I, yeah, I don't get it, man. They're just people who do not like you, and I can't understand how anyone could not like you. Because it makes me I'm, angry. It does, yeah. A little bit. Really? Like, if you huh. listen to Podtoid and you don't like Jonathan Holmes, right, fuck off. <laughs> Thanks, Jim. It's very nice of you. But they, a lot of people listen to it. Well, I'm, I'm going to defend the love of my life. I appreciate it. But they, they identify with you being mean to me in their minds and then like to be like to carry that on and talk about how I am. Well, they totally get it wrong because I only do the things I do to you because I am in romantic love with you. Yeah, I'm shocked. I, I can't recall a time Jim has ever been mean to you. Well... There's been some times when he's come off a little bit hard. But... <laughs> when I record with you, Jonathan, I always come off a little bit hard. In oh. my hand. Semen from the end of my dripping dick. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> the new... And might I also add, ha! 
<laughs> That'd be great. It's like Phyllis Diller hopped onto the podcast for just a second. I would love if that was the new laugh track for um, Big Bang Theory. Just after one of their. <laughs> I went inside of an arcade and played some video games. Uh, I'd like to see a like a bunch of chant. I'd like to see a laugh like a laugh ch- or a chanting track. So it's just like a bunch of druids just filled <laughs> in front of a live studio temple at the, the temple you... of the priests of Syrinx, and they'd just be like, every time... <laughs> I have impregnated a virgin by the light of the full moon, and you just hear, <laughs> Have you seen the video they put up on YouTube recently where they replaced the laugh track on Big Bang Theory with Tidus laughing in Final Fantasy X? Oh no, that sounds right. It's it sounds it, it's brilliant because it's so bleak as well. You know, you got that Shelders or whatever is called, just going. Oh, I have said something nerdy, and then you just just abruptly cutting in with just ha 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 ha, and it just sounds so mocking. And and because they cut out all the sound while he does it, it's just stark silence. And it's it's funny, but there's something very bleak about it, and you learn a lot about yourself. Huh? Sounds great. I should check that out. You should check it out, Jonathan. I will. I had ideas this week. Well, that's that's I'd dangerous. Like to share them. I can. We've got plenty to do. Otherwise, do it. I've got to run out of stuff to talk about. I can bring it up. Do it. Let's see your ideas. Well, I had an intrusive Willem Dafoe movie pitch idea, where because I had this weird feeling driving late at night that there really are infinite Earths. And that every idea we have is actually real somewhere. So, like, not only are these movies real, but the actual things that happen are real. And when I was uh, captured with that feeling, I started to imagine what if on Infinite Earth, um, Willem Dafoe was Batman. And I think this was inspired by your Batman Arkham Origins uh, review as well. But instead of um, the traditional Batman story where he's an orphan whose parents are killed... He's a, he's a Willem Dafoe age man whose wife and son are killed, and he uh, is very upset about it, and his butler feeds him a Nutty Buddy. Uh, it, yeah, that's right. It's like Muddy Buddy, it's, uh, but instead it's, it's Nutty Buddy. Right. Uh, I will become the thing all criminals fear. I will become a mediocre candy bar. Very disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> They will be very upset when I show up and tell them they gotta eat my nutty buddy. So, uh, I never said this was a good idea. It's an intrusive idea. No, you're covered, yeah. Very excited about this really happening on the infinite Earth somewhere. So, um, what's his name? Not Louis Anderson. Danny DeVito. He's uh, having sex uh, with someone other than his wife. And it's just close up on his butt. He's grinding. Ah, ah, ah. And she's not even making any noise. She's just miserable. And all of a sudden, um, Willem Dafoe pops out and says, like, Nutty Buddy! <laughs> Throws a Nutty Buddy at, at his face and uh, knocks him over. It hurts. He's got a bloody nose. He goes to... Who is that other guy? The Baldwin? Adam Baldwin? Uh, Stephen Baldwin? Alec Baldwin. <laughs> he just, he's under his covers and he's 
There's a lot of butts in this for some reason. And he's real real near Adam uh, Alec Baldwin's butt, being like, Naughty buddy! <laughs> Dressed as a giant candy bar. Terrifying the, the people he deems to be criminals of our world. Dan DeVito and Alec Baldwin. Very subpar criminals that aren't actually doing... They're just actors. I don't know why he's so upset at them. <laughs> oh, they're playing themselves. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, Danny DeVito really having sex with. Because he's single now. He and Rhea Perlman split up. So I guess uh, he's off the hook. Really? He's not even cheating. What? Yeah, wait, wait. That's so... That shocks me for some strange reason. They were perfect for each other. They were the ying to each other's yang, for sure. So was, like, DeVito putting his yang somewhere it didn't belong, or what? Yes. He's got a whole new career now on that show with the mean people, the I, mean young I, adults. I do like that show. I it do I do enjoy watching that. Pretty good show. Yeah. And then the other idea I had, Lou Reed died. Yes, I know. That, wasn't, that was your idea? Don't you take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> Lou Reed died. It was sad. and uh, I like Lou Reed. Me too. Me too. They were playing him on the college radio after that. Uh, Life is for idiots. Song. <laughs> I can't believe that was really. What one did they do? They played um, Lou Reed doing a cover of some fifties song. They never do animal language. How does that go? It's the best one. Sing it. It's a please. song about um, someone buys a dog, mm-hmm. and the dog uh, dies. Okay. I think the dog howls so loud it gets a blood clot. <laughs> and then there's a, so, uh, someone buys a cat, and on her lap it sat. Let me get the lyrics up, because it's an amazing song. Can you sing it in a Lou Reed voice? Mm, no. Because that was my idea, so we would all sing songs in Lou Reed voices. It's a fantastic song. It's on Sally Can't Dance, the album. You can it's, sing like Lou Reed. It's a little nasal, but a little throaty, too. It's like, oh... Miss Riley had a dog. She used to keep it in her backyard. A little weaker, a little weaker. How the dog began to park. Mm. All the neighbors began to shout. Then came a stormy night. Miss Riley let her dog out. And when the neighbors found him round, they put a gun down his mouth and shot him down. And he went, ooh, wow. Bow wow. <laughs> That's a real song, isn't it? Oh wow. Bow wow. <laughs> and then I won't sing the rest, but Miss Murphy had a cat on her lap, it sat, and once in a great big while it looked like that Cheshire cat did smile. But often it used to chase anything that crossed its face, but one day it got so hot that Cheshire cat had a blood clot. <laughs> Wow. God. And, and she said, ooh, meow, me, meow, ooh, meow. And it's all done, like, with a big brass band and everything. That's the best bit. Like, it just kicks off with just huge trumpets and stuff going, bam, 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 and just, like, massive guitars. Like, there's such a huge production for this ridiculous song about nothing. Anyway... So the animals are dead, presumably, but then in comes the, the rest of it, and then the dog met the cat... The dog was hot and the cat was wet. Then came some sweaty dude. <laughs> he put a board between the two. Then they couldn't get at it, got frustrated all about it. 
So they did the only thing you could do. They took the dude's sweat and shot it up between the two, and they said, Ooh, wow, bow, wow. Ooh, wow, bow, me, wow. <laughs> is that literal, or is that a metaphor, you think? Fuck no. <laughs> uh, but that's Animal Language. It's on Spotify, uh, or iTunes. You know, you can get it very easily. It's, on, it's a second track on Sally Can't Dance. It's my favorite Lou Reed song ever. Because not only are the like the lyrics are fucking demented, and the the production value is so high, it's a brilliant song, and they never play it. No one remembers Animal Language. I've never heard it before. I can't wait. Bow me wow. That's what he says at the end. Goes just just a slight bit of enthusiasm at the end. I think it was this magic moment that he sang on the radio today, and it's weird, you as you'd imagine, because that song. I can't remember who it was by, but it's like, this magic moment. You know, like a traditional yeah. caring about how his voice sounds guy. And then Lou Reed comes in, oh, this magic moment. <laughs> like, you're kind of not sure. It's like, is it a moment? Is it magic? Uh, and he never, you probably know this about him, the only song he ever had that charted was uh, Wild Side. Wild Side. Long like, after the Wild Side. Show. I knew that. I listened to the radio as well. <laughs> Yeah, and it's the only one that charted. He is known by people. He's kind of the Jim Sterling of music in a way, because people who make music love him. And Metallica had him come on for an album not that long ago. Uh, but he never actually made that much money making music himself. I, I thought we could change that. I like that. I like being the Lou Reed of games. Media. I think you are. Yeah, but if Lou Reed had well, that's it. Like f- followed by PewDiePie on Twitter. Have I got his following? Have I? Fuck. He is the Metallica, and you are the Lou Reed in this equation. He is. That's, that's very uh, poignant. Uh, another one I like of his was Real Good Time Together. I forget, I forget which album it's on. I like all the ridiculous, stupid ones he did. You should sing it, dude. But he goes, we're gonna have a real good time together. <laughs> and that's mostly the lyrics. And then at the end, he goes, na, 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 na. Na 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 na. And me and my friend Leo, my friend Leo is a massive Lou Reed fan. He, he's a, a musician as well. Lou Reed's a big influence on him. And we used to just imagine Lou Reed like in a music video, dancing around with all these bananas just falling down on him while he's going na 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 na. You know, we used to, I used to, I used to write articles as Lou Reed. I used to announce him as the nation's favorite lover, Lou Reed, and like have them show him around his house and stuff and I used to very much like what I do the when I do my impression of Bono Vox on Podtoid it was very much of that but in article form and about Lou Reed sounds great I love I loved Lou Reed yeah yeah cut uh, off about him going away well he didn't sing songs about things most people could relate with like a song about a dog and a cat dying and then maybe being in heaven, then maybe wanting to have sex and then not getting to have sex so they enjoy And using a sweaty dude's sweat as, as heroin. Yeah, that's not what, you know, the kids are talking about. They took the dude's sweat and shouted it up between the two and they said... <laughs> so I was thinking, what if he did sing songs about things people can relate with, like getting to work early or LARPing or... <laughs> Doing your math homework. I was hoping wait, we would do wait, that. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold what? up. You said people things people can relate to, and you went from driving your car to work 
early. LARPing. Yep, people can relate with LARPing. And picture really? them thinking about it. Yeah. Got a magic missile. Shoot it at my friends. They think they're goblins, but I know they're not goblins. Oh, it's a fun kind of thing day. Dressing in my armor with my foam sword rocking the day. You know, it's just... <laughs> He had no control over his. his oh no, he was he very hit. had a very wavy voice. Any note could be yeah. hit at any time. Sure. I'm just driving home from work. <laughs> Gonna play vampire tonight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, know what, you know what song is I like I liked by Lou Reed was I Want to Be Your Dog. Oh, that's that was a good problem, one, isn't it? Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. he is okay. halfway between Jesus. Bob Dylan. Okay, and I, okay. Another one I liked was um, um, Nightclubbing. What? I like that one. How's that good? Yeah. Oh, Nightclubbing. I think it was on the Transpotting soundtrack. And <laughs> then there was uh, and there was uh, what's the other one I liked? Uh, there was um, oh God, it was um. Um, I don't know. He doesn't wear a shirt in it when he sings it, though. Are you sure? He I think I've wear... realized what we need to do for Halloween. What's and that? to pay tribute to Lou Reed, the nation's favorite lover. Uh-huh. Jonathan, you need to go to Halloween dressed as Venus in furs. Who's that? You wear shiny, shiny, shiny boots of leather. Huh? I don't look good in anything, especially stuff with Flash Girl Child in the Dark. Huh? I wouldn't look You good. wear shiny, shiny boots of leather. You're a whiplash girl child in the dark. A whiplash girl child in the dark. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know how we'll do that. We'll just maybe stick a bra on you and then hit you with a long bit of string. Uh, comes in bells. That's the second. That's uh, on the third line of that. Comes in bells, so we will get like, like a town crier bell. Turn that upside down, and you wank into it. <laughs> oh. huh? Downy no. sins of streetlight fancies. I like Downy. It's a mix. Yeah, we'll cover you in feathers and um, do you up the ass because that's a sin in the Bible. I mean, I I've got no problem with it, but. I'll bend you over and fuck you up the ass while throwing feathers on the back of your head. How about that? That's Downy Sins of Streetlight Fences. It sounds uncomfortable for me, personally. Kiss the boot of shiny, shiny leather. Shiny leather in the dark. Tongue of thongs. Jeez, Lee, Lou Reed's very suggestive at times. Hey, he was, he was an urban poet. Mm, he was. He was never that popular. It's a shame. You know Bull- Dirty Boulevard? I know you're Dirty Boulevard. <laughs> let's, leave let's leave it at that. That's one you should look up. Though. I will you know what? Uh, you know who's a good who's a good guy? Who's was that? Tom, was Tom Bombadil? Who's that? In Lord, of, in Lord of the Rings. I Tom Bombadil was effectively the. I want to say the. Gary Glitter. I'm sorry to bring up Gary Glitter again, but he's really. <laughs> Tom Bombadil was a, was a pederast. <laughs> it was definitely a musician, what? but also had more showman. Like he had more showmanship, and was more obviously a pederast than I. You know, for instance, Michael Jackson. But he lived in the woods, and he would just sing all the time. And he would lure little hobbits. He'd go into the. He'd trap them in a barrow, and he'd go and get them, and then he'd bring them to his house and like feed them a bunch of. Well, that's how they caught him in the end. 
was yeah. uh, they organised, it was uh, Gandalf and Saruman organised a whole bunch of hobbits to pose as children online. And when he turned, when Bombadil turned up with, obviously, you know, rope and uh, wine callers, they just grabbed him. They just uh, said, why don't you take a little seat over there, Tom Bombadil, you fucking pedo. Yeah. What did, are you, there's really pedophilia in Lord of the Rings? And, you know, Tom, no! Tom Bombadil. No! Oh, few, few, few. It was, it was, com- few. they never, you know, they don't describe it, but it's pretty obvious. It's, impl- it's heavily implied, like that bit when Bombadil's just like, oh no, I was just here to watch movies. I just wanted to watch movies. And Gandalf's just looking at him going, you fucking dirty bastard. <laughs> There's movies in Lord of the You dirty, horny fucker. That's one of the lines. I haven't watched that in a while. I the, or read the books. Aren't there parts in the books that aren't in the movies? No, no, the movies are, uh, they copy the uh, books word for word. They don't cut a single you, thing. I'm going to read you a quote from Tom Bombadil, okay? <laughs> and tell me, tell me what this reads like to you. I think it's pretty clear what's going on. Here's a quote from Tom Bombadil. Tom Bombadil is a merry fellow. Bright blue his jacket is, and his boots are yellow. Mm. You know what that, that is? That's pretty sure that's slang for... He likes he likes um, you know um, he likes water sports. <laughs> Someone but, should make a list, a collection of all the characters that made children feel like they might get molested, so they should stop playing the video game, reading the book, watching the movie. Because uh, so many people have come to me. I, I I stick up for Tingle. I think Tingle is a funny character. People said I was genuinely afraid Tingle would reach through the television and molest me, so I stopped playing the George's Mask. He's the scariest part of that. It sounds like this Tom Bombadil is in the same category. Yeah, but it's the thing is, is the entirety of Lord of the Rings, if a child were to try and read it, they would go insane. Because it's so, it's so hard to read those books. True. And it's, Tom Bombadil is really, it's kind of like almost like a safety device. Um, it's like those, I don't know, like if a garbage chute had sort of a bottleneck about halfway down so that if a child tried to go down it, they would just get caught in the middle. Sort of like that, but about like seventy pages into Fellowship of the Ring. But Hobbit, that's what the Hobbit's for. That's yes. somewhat Hobbit. Yes. For sure. True. Uh, question sure came in. The slobbit. What? Uh, I don't know. The fucking Ah, killer mime. Regular yeah. Podtoid listener. Uh-huh. Uh, bloody trying to trying to ruin and scupper this Podtoid recording. Sending How? messages to Kevin Dent on Twitter saying, I hear Jim Sterling called you a fucking idiot. You should start an <laughs> argument from now until roughly 7pm Eastern. And then Kevin saying, oh no, we love each other, it's great. And he's saying, no, he called you names and said, this Halloween pod to it's special, we will fucking settle this in the octagon. Wow, I had to tell him off for trying to ruin pod to it. He would enjoy it. It is. Uh, it was not fun for you, but it was pretty interesting to hear. People hated it. Like really, didn't they? This I, the feedback to that podcast was a lot of disappointment, especially because people were excited for a fun Halloween special, uh, which they got this year. I think so. We talked about uh, costumes. Mm-hmm. Batman, Lou Reed, mm-hmm. you being pooed on as a ghost. Mm-hmm. What more no. do you want? I still think, wouldn't he look funny dressed as a giant candy bar showing up, being close to a guy's face going, anybody! Absolutely! <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. What's your favorite horror film? 
Who, me? Yeah. Uh, probably John Carpenter's The Thing. That's a good one. Hey, Max, what's your favorite horror film? Jack, with Robin Williams. (laughs) (laughs) That is terrifying. The terrors of progeria and letting Bill Cosby in your treehouse to drink your homemade barf. And just being so young and gonna die of old age soon together. Yeah, that, that, that movie made me upset. It made me yep. upset in the same way that in Rescuers Down Under when the man throws the knife at the child. I forgot about that part. That's been a yep. long time since I've seen The Rescuers. I think I saw it when it... I saw it in a movie theater, I think. It's one of my favorites. It's really good. It's really, really unsettling. Mm. Like, it is very it is very violent and very dark. It is... He was headed in that direction. That's the kind of in the Black Cauldron, Secret of Nim, which I don't think was Disney, but was Don Bluth, so... He's in that camp. Uh, There's a lot of... Watership Down was the one that always got me as a kid. It's nightmarish. I can talk about that and also playing dogs forever. Don't get me started. So many questions we have. Conrad, what's your favorite horror film? Phantasm. Nice. Don Coscarelli. Can't really tell what's real, what's not. I love that movie. I should watch it again. It's been a while. He's never let me down. Even when his craftsmanship or budget is a little bit shoddy, his sincerity and uh, excitement about this subject matter always comes through in his movies. Did you watch John Dies at the End yet? Oh, sure I did. Oh, so good. I like it a lot. I like Bubba Hotep a lot, too. I like, me too. I like just about everything he's done yeah. uh, that I've seen anyway. So the question... Okay, this or, question, make sure they are spooky questions. Okay, he'll Keep them on theme. Hilda Tilde, who is Imposter Oak, she's changed her um, Twitter avatar, asks, what is the worst thing to put on pizza? That is spooky, because that can be bad to eat. Uh, I would say feces or some other food that's not pizza. <laughs> like, if you got a pizza and you put... I mean, I guess that could be cool, but if it just would kind of... It kind of makes it not pizza anymore. Like if it was a whole other food, like a sandwich. Like if you got a pizza and you just you covered it in soup. <laughs> That's not homemade pizza, I think. There yeah. is a pizza from Snatcher that Anthony Birch and Ashley Davis made once, and, and Kobe pizza. You dunk pizza in soup. They yeah, but it's not it. pizza anymore. It 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 is like destroy. It's just kind of destroys the the common sense of the pizza. True. And, and in things. California, they come close to that. They'll be like, "We put a chicken salad on your pizza," and it's like, "That's you're getting you're getting a little bit weird there." Indeed, yeah. Uh, it's hard for me to top that or add to it. You said it pretty much all. I guess hey, toppings top uh, that. Uh, oh, 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 fuck! If people, <laughs> I, I was going to suggest powdered anthrax. Whoa, for death. Not the best pizza topping. What if, no, it just, what if on, on top of a pizza you just had a man's hand holding a gun directly at your face? <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Like uh, you should try it. It would be like in those pornos when I guess in por- that's kind of the worst thing to put under pizza would be a, a penis. Oh, okay. So- wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, it's, it as you lift the slice to your mouth and you look at it more closely, you realize that it's just a miniature Val Kilmer covered. <laughs> There's no such thing as a miniature Val Kilmer. (laughs) I mean, he's still proportionally the same, and he probably still weighs the same, just in a denser package. Whoa. 
<laughs> is it like its face made out of cheese looking at you with that smile? Well, he sits up. Well, he sits up in the cheese, you know. He's just oh, like, no. gotcha. <laughs> what about uh, what, what if you like? What if you lifted? What if you lifted up a slice of pizza and then you look down and underneath the pizza there's just a large eye looking up at you, like somebody was spying on you just through, imagine, from under the pizza. I'm imagining like that scene in Aliens when Newt is in the water and the alien rises up out of the water. Just that, just Val Kilmer rising out of the cheese, <laughs> just going. <laughs> and he kind of is cheese a little, right? He's wet. No, he's oh, a lot. He's a lot. He's the cheesiest man in Hollywood. No, he's an all meat Marvel guys. Come on. <laughs> Forty-eight more questions. Of he's coming. the kebab king. Uh, uh, Adam Tyranny. Very Adam Tyranny. Yeah. Uh, asks, "What for? Who the best game character games as art player experience than uh, Troy Baker? Emotional narrative for cinematic rogue morality. Why does he hate me and everyone?" He wants Adam to hurt us every week. is a fuckface. <laughs> I, I, I gotta know, how closely to the 140 character limit did he get with that? I think he has every... He packed it. Troy is Baker? It or under? Because it should come out totally even if he was really trying. I will have to look into this if you're interested. Um, not right now, though. I gotta keep going with the questions. Um, oh, Chris Dale, who is the Cheese King says, why can't talk about Walk in Wind Waker, Holmes? Also, hey, Max, I started the comedy button and fucking love it. So great. Good. I, I, the other thing wasn't really a question, but, um... Yeah, yeah so fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, let's see. So many questions. Now I have to scroll through all Make 50. them halloween eh? Uh, they're not... No one's asking any halloween oh, questions. What the fuck is wrong with them? Nicholas Chester... Uh, our ex-editor-in-chief, now at Harmonix, great guy, asks, Max, why did you have to die for CTZ to become CEO of Destructoid? Oh, that's right, Hamza CTZ Aziz is the CEO of Destructoid as of today. Chief, what does CEO mean? Executive, Chief executive officer? officer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Oh, somebody, well, anyway. Yeah, that is a weird coincidence. Um, I think it was probably the... Sorcery again. <laughs> you had to uh, I'm so glad I did this because it means I can change my Twitter back to not being R.I.P. Max. Like everyone does the spooky Halloween thing, and they're like, "Oh, it's Jim Scarling or Jonathan Booms or Nick <laughs> Scarechester." I don't know. I leave I mine I'm... exactly the same because that's even more frightening. Well, I mean, I took mine and I made it just say R.I.P. Max Scoville, and then I put my I took my avatar and I shrunk it down and put it in a funeral wreath. You know, like you'd see like a child's face on at the site of a car accident, <laughs> and, and a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people were just like, "Oh my God, did you die?" Or they're like, "What happened to Max Scoville?" And I, I think they didn't know that I left Rev Three, so they go to my or they they go to my Twitter and it's like R.I.P. Max Scoville, and they're like, "Oh my God," and they're confused. But I'm like tweeting out jokes about being a ghost, and they don't. I don't know, and I've just given up on it, but now I've done this, I can say that that's my... I, you guys did a seance. I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility for someone to think that one of us would have a friend or family with the sick sense of humor to tweet one of us from beyond the grave. <laughs> like, I, it's totally believable to me, and I, so I can't say I'm that surprised that people still weren't sure you were alive. 
They're really they're yeah. very confused. I just I just used Twitter to do a great I did a great thing. People also people assume that I'm just not doing video games anymore. I never said that. I said I was going to do a bunch of weird shit and go after some creative stuff. But wow, I'm not going to quit. Vi- like, what the fuck? I'm not going to quit video games. I like video games. I was in the trailer for Slender: The Arrival. I played the Slenderman. That's pretty cool. I People just did some journalism. I, I exported the ham that I rendered, the next generation ham that I made using the Photoshop 3D format, <laughs> and I exported it with lots of with lots of graphics, and then I put it on my Tumblr website, and then I took a link, a URL, a URL link to that article that I made. And I put it on Twitter, and I said, breaking exclusive, new leaked next-gen assets, and then I did hashtag 3D, hashtag video games. So for anybody who thinks that I'm not involved in gaming anymore, you're a fucking idiot, because I, yeah. I, I broke that story. And let me just double-check that. that. This all happened on the World Wide Web, a.k.a. the information superhighway, right? Yes, yeah. correct. I put it in the cyber... I'm a uh, ghostwriter. Oh, you... X. The letter X. Yes. <laughs> uh, Wheelbarrows. So, yeah, hyper extend it. Huh? What? Uh, none of these questions are particularly spooky. Oh, those fucking Sorry. idiots. Those Dracula cocks. Astro Dats, Sarah Thomas on uh, Twitter, asks what's the lamest treat that you guys have ever been given on Halloween? See, that this person gets it. She gets it. She's a wonderful person. I just sent her some comic books. Hope she, uh, I think she liked it. Uh, yeah, what's the lamest treat you've gotten? Powdered anthrax. <laughs> you have not. A mother's scorn. Um, a mother's prob- love. Uh, a, um, a, uh, Christmas presents. <laughs> How confusing would that be if you're like, you woke up and you're like, it's Halloween, but you're, the scariest thing is your parents convince you that it's actually, you've completely just stroked out for a good two months and it's Christmas morning. I am going to give this gift to my child. Thank you, Max Scoville. <laughs> With play, uh, fake plastic creepy smiles and yeah. But then they open they open their Christmas gifts and they're just bowls of Halloween candy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, April Fools! It's actually Halloween! And they're like, why would you do April Fools on Halloween? Because it's and your birthday! Just- and then you just, and then you have like a whole mariachi band come in with a piñata, and then everyone does tequila shots. <laughs> that would be something. There's fireworks going on outside. A friend of mine was telling me that her two-year-old is scared of volcano bubbles on YouTube, or just a robot on Dora the Explorer. So if a kid can get scared by just that, kids get scared. Um, our one here, like he gets incredibly unnerved by uh, vocal effects. What? Vocoder-style vocal effects. Um, good example, uh, the Alan Parsons Project, The Raven. And they've got all that... <laughs> Anything that sounds like Soundwave from trans- like Gen 1 Transformers yeah. does not yeah. like them. He hates those kinds of vocal effects. Huh. Actually, that's... Um, yeah, my girlfriend has that, too. She, she gets so upset at certain noises and certain voices. Um, I was watching a video... It's an old, like, really garbled, kind of, like, transferred from, um, you know, a crappy VHS recording of one of the promos that the Ultimate Warrior did. And it's one where he's just, like, he's just so, so on on all cocaine. 
<laughs> and he's talking about like he's trying to describe how much he's going to fight Hulk Hogan, but he's just explaining it as though it's a plane crash. But he's basically just breathing into the microphone the whole time. And uh, I was trying to play it for a friend, and Jen had to go leave the room. She got so upset. She's like, I, I hate that noise. I hate it. And she just went up and left. So if you ever want to scare away a woman, you can watch wrestling videos on your phone. <laughs> uh, Swat Nat. Swat a Nat. Uh, yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Wants to know from Max, how many Halloweens have you gone as Boba Fett? I have actually never gone as Boba Fett because I... Someday we'll do a we'll do Mandalorian armor, but I don't want to do it poorly because people who do bad Boba Fett costumes should just shut up. <laughs> I agree. So you'd want to do it right. You want it to look yes. real. Yeah, that makes sense. Whoa, this is great. Uh, I don't have anything to say, but uh, I don't want to read this question because it doesn't totally make sense to me. But at drive underscore the underscore tacos has a Walter Matthau sprite art. Uh, icon for his avatar. It's amazing. This question doesn't make any sense, though. It's, have you guys read my Willem Dafoe pitches, Freaky Constantina film tomorrow? What does that mean? I, I had no idea. We gotta find out. We Do should we? all look into this. Yes. <laughs> we don't oh, have to. <laughs> People want the Lust Gurney to just happen again, says Coffee or Die. Can we hear from the Lust Gurneyman again? What's the best exotic animal? To use as a bartender. That's that's just a that just a, that was an assault of words. <laughs> Something about a bartender and the last guy. What's the best exotic animal to have as a bartender? Which is a good question. I would say an emu. Uh, but people just want you guys to pretend to be the luster gurney. Okay, hold on. Let's let's warm up to this. It takes it takes a second. Sure. Turn on the engine. Mm. Oh, James. What would you like to drink from the animals? <laughs> oh, Maximilian Scoville, I would be delighted to take your hand, not in marriage, <laughs> and drink out of an ostrich's ass. I have a, a punch bowl that is made from the top of a rhinoceros's skull. <laughs> and the entire animal has been hollowed out and filled with bullfrogs that have wine inside them. Oh! I'm going to get a baby seal and put its head in a vice and slowly crack the handle and drink all the juices as they fall out of its eye sockets. While wanking, obviously. An entire jellyfish made of rum. <laughs> How would you jelly the rum into a fish form? Horse oh, I don't know. Oh. That was great. That felt good. They gave me a dry ache of laughing. Intense, guys. Well, I think we should wrap it up. We're almost yeah, two hours. Wrap this shit up. Yeah. Dribbling incompetent shit. Now, at the end of the show, we talk about the thing we're working on that people can check out within the next week or so. Max, do you have any things happening, Max? Or are they secret? Holy boy. Um, I'm... I don't know what that noise was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, was very much, um, it was very close to the mask from uh, Ash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. What am I doing? I'm... Obviously, you can go check out the Comedy Button. That is a podcast I do. We are trying to expand it into video projects. We have 
numerous things. I've been putting up very stupid kind of behind-the-scenes shitty iPhone videos on YouTube.com slash the comedy button. Uh, all of the stuff can be found basically on just the comedy button.com. Uh, we've got a Facebook group where lots of kids get together and talk about squares. We just opened the comedy buttons Tumblr, which is the comedy button.tumblr. We post pictures of gosh, stupid things. I don't know. I'm on Tumblr. You can actually just go to maxscoville.com and it will take you to my little blog where I will post pictures of drawings I do and the 3D ham that I rendered using Photoshop. And in addition to that, uh, I have my own personal YouTube channel following in the, in the lead of the great Jim Sterling. I have my own YouTube, which is just Max Scoville. So if you want to watch me making a fake cooking show, I do that. I just recently taught a, de a recipe for how to make drinks, how to cook a drink. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, so that's that what one. I'm doing. When did that one go up? That is actually not up yet. I'll, I'll make it live right now. I just put All it out right. this morning. I forgot to make it live, though. It it's a bre breaking news right here today is that, that it's up. We are watching magic happen. Well, Indeed. not even watching. We're hearing. And we can't even hear it because it's on a mouse. We heard it, that it will happen. Well, yeah. We have heard the concept of a That's thing true. happening once and maybe again. Uh, yeah, um, I guess I'll say things. I have my Jimquisition up for the week. It's the Halloween special that got overshadowed by that stupid review. Um, it's called The Survival of Horror. It sees the return of Scarecrow as a character in the Jimquisition and has all sorts of interesting things happening. Uh, also, Jim and the Artsy's Rhyme Down Spectacular is called The Dream of Freedom this week, and that's quite cool. And I also have another episode of Movie Defense Force on The Escapist uh, for Halloween. It'll go up on Halloween Day, and it will be defending paranormal activity. Uh, over on Destructoid, there are, well, there's my review of Batman Arkham Origins, of course. You can look at that and and... Yeah, just I'm I'm done with it. But that's that. Uh, and of course, yeah, there's as as Max said, I've got a YouTube channel. Uh, it's just Jim Sterling YouTube slash Jim Sterling. I do videos. I've been doing them on in my spare time, just just one up a day uh, when I wake up in the morning. Um, we are as of last night, we passed fifteen thousand subscribers, which is cool. Uh, and yeah, should be over sixteen by the end of the week so thank you all for watching those things right now i'm playing through deadly premonition as, as my sort of longer play series and do check out the one i did for master reboot uh, my squirty play of master reboot because uh, i scream genuinely like a frightened child in it uh, and that was fun so that's me what about Sounds you conrad i know you're mainlining uh, assassin's uh, creed yeah it's it i'm i was oh, i was saying before the show I, I put 32 of like the last 48 hours into this and Assassin's I'm almost. What's that? Assassin's Creed Four. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Four. So I I will have the review for that done. Hopefully, it'll be up tomorrow. That's my goal. Um, I still have some multiplayer to play and a little bit of campaign to finish up. But um, so that's coming. Um, and I have also been putting some uh, videos up on my YouTube channel, uh, which is uh, YouTube.com/slash ch zimmerman, because that's my name. And uh, I've been playing uh, Killer is Dead. And if, if you know you listen to this show every week, and you know you think what, what makes Conrad uncomfortable, <laughs> uh, I was playing Killer is Dead, 
and I did one of the gigolo missions, mm. and it was incredibly, incredibly uncomfortable. So you can go mm. watch that uh, on my YouTube channel. And uh, that's pretty much it for me. Oh, Max? He went first. I'm not did Max. He? he did. Holmes? Yeah. No, 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 no. Then, then we're done. What about me? <laughs> Oh, it's all about you, Jonathan. I just, I don't have a lot to say. No, no, take... what, what did you do, me old mucker? Uh, Sean Alexander Allen, who... Oh, that, working Oscar. with Sean Alexander again. She just does nothing but bang on about the patriarchy. <laughs> that was me so making that. fun of destructive commenters. <laughs> uh, it's funny, I don't think... We talked about Grand Theft Auto quite a bit on this episode, but I don't know if anyone's going to get mad about it in the same way. Um, he worked for Rockstar from 2007 to 2012 and talked about the company and talked about his really interesting job, which was to help create and and uh, make the trailers for pretty much all of Rockstar's games from 2007 to 2012. Like, four guys would get together. One could man an in-game camera, and the other one would have to control the, the, the in-game character like an actor and play out these scenes and make them look cool and then edit it all together. So uh, the Red Dead Redemption trailers is what it sounds like he was most proud of. Uh, got the inside scoop on all that, which is interesting, and also he's working on a new game called Treachery in Beatdown City for PlayStation Mobile, which means it's coming to PlayStation phones and PlayStation Vita. A turn-based RPG beat-em-up that sounded a little bit like if Earthbound was in New York in modern times, and the terrorists are ninjas wearing turbans, and um, a lot of stuff going on there. It sounded pretty interesting. So that was a good show. The rerun of that should be up sometime if it's not already. As soon as I'm done playing Assassin's Creed. Okay, so within the next couple of days, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and this Sunday, live on some homes, we have David S. Gallant, who is probably best known for making a game called I Get This Call Every Day, which was about his sucky job. Then he got fired because of the job. I mean, because he got fired from the job because of the game. And it's been in the industry ever since, making games like Apocalypse Later and Hemo Racers and dressing up like Fat Princess and being in the industry in a weird way. So we're going to get his unique outlook on things. David Escalante, he asked me specifically, as did Sean Alexander Allen. They're like, can I be on your show? Can I do it? Can I do it? Uh, which was nice. Yeah, when people ask like that, it's very easy to want to have them on. So that's why these two guys are on. I'm enjoying it. This Sunday, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the show. That's it. Thank you, Jonathan. Oh, thank you. For doing that. Oh, no problem. We're uh, done. We did it? Yeah, shut up. Said it? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't mean to say shut Well, I did mean to, because otherwise I wouldn't have said it. But I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. I love you, Jonathan. Oh, no problem. Shut um, up. People can be mean sometimes, <laughs> as long as they don't genuinely try to make my life so bad. No, I don't want to make your life so bad. I know you don't. It's fun times. No. Well, it's not fun times. It's scary, spooky times for Halloween. That's I hope everyone has a good Halloween, or should I say a bad Halloween because of some ghosts. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.